What's up, everybody? Welcome. Guy Haberman here. We're brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. The dog is off the leash. Let's talk about it. Uh, we begin with Brock Purdy appearing on the Rich Eisen Show this week. How do you respond to those who say you're just a, a product of the system there, the coach and the guys around you, and all you're doing is basically rolling the balls out and not making mistakes? How do you respond to that, Brock? Oh, man. I would just say, you know, I, I, I don't really care in a sense. You know, I, I just want to win. I want to help this team win. Um, people can say what they want. That's cool. Um, I just want to help this team win and reach our goals. And then we'll see at the end of all this if that's true or not. So, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm a little disappointed. I'm disappointed that Brock didn't say a lion doesn't worry about the opinion of the sheep. Um, very serious. Very serious there. At the bottom of the screen, I cut it out on the video, but it said um, Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft, uh, which he's, you know, I think passed. Uh, I enjoy the conversation, but this is not a conversation worth the player's time. Zero of his time. Uh, his job's to play this week. Our job is to have fun, predict, react, analyze, all that. You know, there's there's two types of bullshit, or as football coaches, I prefer the way they say it, which is horseshit. Football coaches love horseshit for some reason. Uh, there's two types. Number one is the type that isn't worth our time. Even people on the internet should not waste their time with certain levels of horseshit. Then number two uh, is the type that is worth us talking about because it's not actually horseshit. But if you're the man in the arena, uh, it's not worth your time. The stuff they talk about winning, it's not, they don't talk about narratives. They don't talk about hierarchies they don't talk about qb tiers they don't talk about legacy that that stuff week to week in a season it's not worth their time and uh the best part i guess for us is that uh all this brock stuff is legit because he's you know a season and a half into his career for us but not for him and uh john and i were talking on the podcast on thursday and we were going through, had nothing to do with Brock. And it just occurred to me that for all, it had to do with Kyle Shanahan talking about where he likes drafting quarterbacks. And, um, but he's going to have to draft a quarterback this year in a good way. Because at this pace, and we're only a third of the way through the season, but barring injury, Sam Darnold is not going to get to capture Kyle Shanahan's heart this year because there is no leash on Brock Purdy. I spent a lot of time in the preseason talking about his leash and about how much Kyle likes Sam Darnold. Once a week, somebody will send me a DM that says, are you still intrigued with Sam Darnold? Uh, and the answer to that is yes, but in a very different context than I was when this um, season began. So I think what's really unique, what's actually surprising to me about the Brock conversation is that the conversations about his leash or the lack thereof, we're not really even having that talk, are not let me start over. The conversations about him, not about his leash, but the conversations about him um, are not about why isn't it going well. But the question that Eisen asked is basically, how do you explain that it's going so well? I mean, that's what this that's what this question respond is. to those who say you're just a, a product of the system there, the coach and the guys around you. And all how do you respond, Brock, to people who say? 
that you're only getting A's on the test because you're at a really good school. What do you say to that, Brock? Right? It's like in your college application, if they asked you, you know, how do you overcome all these passing grades? And can we be sure it's not just the school? How do you answer All you're that? doing is basically rolling the balls out and not making mistakes. How do you respond to that, Brock? How do you respond? Oh, man. Brock. I would just say, you know. <laughs> I would just say, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what that answer is. Um, now, the part, you know, that is interesting is, is what he says at the end. And reach our goals. And then we'll see at the end of all this if that's true or not. So yeah, we'll see at the end of all this if it's true or not. He's just trying to find a way to land that plane. Uh, and that that is the point is that we will see at the end. Brock is playing till the end. This is his team. This this is the dog is off the leash. Um, you know, one thing I'll go back to what I said at the beginning uh, of this conversation, which was I spent a lot of time and I, John and Greg Papa and a lot of other people. Uh, I did a video, I think, with Larry Kruger and John Dickinson, I remember, from Niners Camp. I talked to Mayoko about it. And um, almost universally, people are like, yeah, you know, I think there's probably more leash than you're given credit for, which is fine. Um, they might have been right. I mean, right now they were right, for sure. But I think I, I part of the thing I didn't see coming is how that he would play so well that it's not even a conversation about how much leash does he have? Right. It's just, it's, it's his team. He's the quarterback. He is, uh, I mean, let's pull up some of the numbers here. Uh, let's see. He's 12th in completion percentage, 12th in yards, second in average gain per throw, eighth in touchdowns with 10, uh, fifth in the league in touchdown percentage. 6% of his throws are touchdowns. Uh, first in the league, Tied for first with interception, second in the league in interception percentage, 0.2% of his throws interception percentage, third in the league in average pass length per completion, and second in the NFL in quarterback rating. So uh, that's a guy for whom it's going very well. And, you know, I, I think a lot of what I thought six games ago, we're six games in, it's, you know, about of a third of the way through the season, was, was this thing going to turn – back into was it cinderella is it it's her it's her like cart that turned she turned no she doesn't turn back into her clothes go bad and then the the cart whatever turns back into a pumpkin that was kind of how i think i thought of it for sure like is he going to prove that 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 this is real and i go back i remember use check coming on the show and saying i asked him uh or maybe john asked no i think whatever what are defenses going to do? And he was like, well, they already did it. They, they blitzed his doors off and he was fine. And then we saw Wink Martindale do it the other day, not the other day, but we saw Wink Martindale do it on Thursday night football and he was fine. And this week, um, you know, the Vikings have had a pretty sub part of bad defense for several years now. Uh, it's improved this year. Brian Flores, good defensive coordinator. You know, Brock's going to get more shots. We just saw the Browns, the Ravens, Mike McDaniel, they have, by some metrics, the number two defense in the NFL. John John brought them up yesterday. The Niners will play them later in the year. And this week, uh, we'll see. I mean, Minnesota tries to blitz them a lot. I don't know. Uh, I think he can handle that. So uh, it has been not that you worry about him turning back or whatever. The analogy doesn't quite work back into a pumpkin. I think it's something else. I think it's we're how much – can he keep getting better? Listen to what Scott Pioli said yesterday 
uh, on um, he was on with Papa and Lon, Greg Papa, John Lon on KNBR radio. And uh, take a listen to what Scott Pioli said. Be as much of, over here. Kyle reminds me as much of Bill Belichick as anybody that I've ever worked with and, and spent time around because of his attention to detail. And just like Bill can make people crazy sometimes because he's over the top about detail, so is Kyle. What's different about Kyle and Bill is that Kyle coaches offense primarily and Bill coaches defense. And uh, what have we seen since Tom Brady left the Patriots? The Patriots have struggled to compete anywhere near the level that they used to compete. The difference, though, is that, you know, Bill has from time to time had a less than stellar offensive coordinator. It's it's gone so poorly that some are considering whether or not Bill's just trying to tank for a good quarterback. Uh, Kyle has always had always in his short time, less than a decade as head coach. But he's had three different defensive coordinators, and it's turned out that they're all Really good. D'Amico Ryans was excellent. Robert Sala was excellent. They both became head coaches. Steve Wilkes, I think, will prove over time to be excellent. I think to some degree, maybe he's already proving it. Um, And so Kyle has control of the offense. So when you talk about the details, which is really the point of what Scott Pioli said, I think it illustrates how complicated things, how much pressure there is, how much is required of his quarterbacks. And so when you have a lot of details, it goes to reason. The conversation started with a conversation. It was about Matt Ryan, about Matt Ryan getting better. And it's true. You go back and look, Matt Ryan got better in year two under Kyle. Um, that there probably is still a lot of stuff that Brock Purdy can still add, can still improve on, can still learn, can get you know more proficient at with Kyle's offense. And that we shouldn't be sitting around wondering when he's going to revert, but it's actually you're watching a guy evolve and grow because he has the capacity for it. We, On Thursday's podcast, we talked about Kevin O'Connell and what, what did Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings coach, say about Brock? You can really see how good he is at anticipating throws and processing the field. And, um, you know, if you go back to the first the first part of what Eisen said. Respond to those who say you're just a, a product of the system there, the coach. And the guys around roll out the balls, balls out and not making yeah, mistakes. Balls out and not making mistakes. is basically rolling the balls out and not making mistakes. I mean, every, you know, the, the simplest way to think about Brock is you all, we all turn on the TV Saturday and watch college football. And then we turn on the TV Sunday and we watch the NFL. And then Monday night we watch the NFL. And then Thursday we do it again. And actually right now there's college football games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, we're in this stretch. If you follow college football people on Twitter, they've been talking for like a week and a half that we're in the stretch of like whatever it is, 43 straight days with no football-less days. The point is, if you turn on any football, more often than not, you're watching quarterbacks struggle. I mean, that is most of, of football-watching life is watching one, maybe two in the same game quarterbacks. The odds are you're going to watch a football game when one of the two quarterbacks doesn't look good, Maybe both of them don't look good. If you watch college football, the odds that you are watching a future NFL starting quarterback are so low. So low, right? So when a guy performs as consistently as Purdy has, the possibility that he's just rolling out the ball is extremely low because most guys can't just do that. Now, his team is different. His coach is different. But we're not trying to project Brock. What, what would Brock be like on the Browns? What would Brock be like on the Giants? 
because he's on this team, right? So when you uh, are a 4.5 GPA high school kid with a bunch of extra curriculars, uh, for the most part, people are like, that's what you are. Not, uh, I don't know, you had good teachers. I don't know, you went to a private school, a lot of support there. Are you sure you're not a 3.8 student? No, they go open arms, come on into our college. And um, maybe you'll then get an upper hand and you'll be able to develop more. I think you see it all the time. That's what Brady was as a young player. Russell Wilson as a young player. They're in great situations. They take advantage of situations. Has Brock been given a gift by being drafted by the 49ers? Yes. But look at all the quarterback turnover the Niners have had. They've also been given a gift because they found somebody that can do what they want. So. Uh, let's get to some comments here on the stream. Eisen loves Brock. I think this was him just giving Brock a chance to defend himself. He's usually referred to as Rich's fourth son. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I didn't get the impression that Rich was attacking him. I just, I find humor in how serious the whole thing is, but it's true. I think some people who do interviews don't quite understand that sometimes people want to be asked what you think is the uncomfortable or hard question, right? Which is what Rich does here. He doesn't beat around the bush. He just asks the question. People want to be asked the question because they want to respond to the question. So uh, that comment from Evil Ducks is uh, is correct. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, I think you go back to the Pioli quote. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to go down as one of the best coaches of his era. Period. It's going to happen. The only question is, does he have a Super Bowl to elevate him? I think once he gets, if he can win a Super Bowl, and maybe it's this year, right? But if he can win a Super Bowl, if you're somebody that thinks Kyle gets overrated or Kyle Shanahan gets defended too much or any of that stuff, you're going to hate what it becomes because when you look at the guys who just win one, Tomlin, Sean Payton, they become, I won't say bulletproof, but the gap between zero and one is much bigger than the gap between like one and three. You know, if you win three, obviously you're a major legend. But once you get at least just the one, there's really no cap to what, no cap of the old. Like there's no ceiling, the old no cap, uh, not what no cap means now. There's really no ceiling to what people can say about you in a positive way. And um, for me, like I, I support it when it comes to Shanahan, because as I said, I think he's he's going to go down as one of the great coaches of the era. Maybe he'll. Yeah. I mean, can he win one? Can he win two? Um, can he win three? I mean, you know, there are, you look at this team, go back to 2019 with his roster. I mean, we go through it year by year, but you could argue in the 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, how many of those years did the Niners have that they put together the best roster in the league? Different than having, you know, the quarterback that can get you over the top. But uh, Russell on the stream says, if this squad doesn't win a Super Bowl, the Niners will never win again. LOL. Look at this roster. Well, there's also that, right? The pressure that comes with uh, putting together such a good team and not winning a championship, it only mounts. And it's funny for Kyle, right? He's he's in the rare category of a coordinator that became a head coach. And the Super Bowl that he lost as a coordinator is part of his story. Um, I don't, I hadn't thought about that, but I'm not sure what that list is like. Coaches who, you know, guys who became head coaches and their coordinator year that helped launch them to getting the head coaching job um, is, is kind of, I'm not going to say held against him. It's just part of the story, part of what he's trying to overcome. If he wins a championship, 
that will be part of the story is that he erased the Patriots Super Bowl loss. Comment from Dan on the stream. Keys to success. Keep McCaffrey, Debo, and Trent Williams out. Let Mason get the call. Lead on Ayuk, Bell, and Jennings. Give the big boys time to heal sufficiently. I don't think it's going to happen. Leaning on Mason and Bell sounds great in theory. Unproven. Extremely unproven, actually. Uh, took Andy Reid a long time to get over the hump. Yes, it did. And and I think I've mentioned this before, but it's one of my favorite things to bring up, that there's always this misconception with Andy Reid. And the misconception with Andy Reid is that he got fired in Philly because he never won it. Like, you know, the standard was so high. You got to win a championship. And um, we're tired of not winning championships. But when you go back, the last two years he was in Philadelphia, uh, he won a combined 12 games. They went eight and eight in 11. And when I brought, I remember when I brought that up to John several years ago, he's like, go back and look at the schedule. Not several years ago, a few months ago, he goes, go back and look at the schedule. They went eight and eight, but that year they, they, we, he worked for the team. Like it really started. They won four games to finish the season. So they actually were four and eight. So that was a bad year. They head into the off season, off season in 11. They come out in 12, they go four and 12 that year. And then Andy Reid is out. Andy Reid wasn't out because he never won. Nolan, uh, never forget Brock was a winner in high school, a winner in college. You can't replace reps under the lights, which he talked about that. Was it with Eisen? Maybe it was with Rich. Somebody asked him this week, how much of the experience of all, you know, playing four years of college help you? And he said, all those reps help a lot, seeing all these defenses, all that kind of thing. The one thing I will say, if we went up and down an NFL roster, most of these guys are big time winners in high school. And most of these guys are winners in college. It's just the elite of the elite. Uh, they're the one percenters that we can kind of fit. We can say, uh, you know, you didn't win. Boy, a guy didn't win a lot in college. He really learned how to deal with adversity. You can kind of fit whatever narrative to whatever story you want. When the fact is at that level of success, there's just no blueprint. There's no this person followed this path and that led to this and drafting is such a crapshoot, and everybody tries and to come up with like the formula parcells had a formula of like you know certain amount of pass attempts certain amount of starts certain amount of all this stuff and he would only draft quarterbacks that fit that formula but no one's figured it out yet and i think the real answer is because there's no one formula there's no one path uh the common denominator is always talent and hard work, <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of guys with talent that work hard. Um, so, I mean, it's true. And for Brock, it helped form him. I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, it sounds good and it might be true. I don't know. Uh, Russell Bosa's sack count kind of annoyingly low. I think this will be a big week. Nick Bosa said yesterday, Yes, Cousins gets the ball out quickly, but acknowledged, and this is where no Justin Jefferson really helps the 49ers pass rush. He said something along the lines of, if the back end locks it down, then that's where we up front are going to get our sacks. So I think this, you know, like I think Bosa's got a sack, maybe two of them this Monday night against Cousins. Uh, When I watch Nick, I don't feel like he's not being effective. You pay a guy, you'd love to see him have seven sacks. 
Let's get a little win percentage here from PFF if this thing will load. Uh, win percentage. So we filter for 50% of 250 snaps on PFF. And uh, Nick Bosa's second in the league in win percentage. Miles Garrett's number one. Trey Hendrickson is two. Demarcus Lawrence, three. Micah Parsons, uh, sorry, Demarcus Lawrence, four. Micah Parsons, five. Jalen Carter, six. Chase Young, seven. I mean, the guys that you think will be there are there. Aaron Donald, eight in win percentage. Max Crosby, nine. Oh, Will Anderson, 10. Aiden Hutchinson, 11. Chris Jones, 12. I love this list. Javon Hargrave, 13. How about Chase Young being seven, by the way? So I think Nick's been good. All right. Uh, That's that for this. That's that for this. We'll talk soon. Maybe Sunday night. Definitely Monday. Niners Vikings on Monday. Appreciate you guys hanging out. And uh, adios. Later.